Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Self Therapy. This is your host, Daniel Dunn. And um, if you're watching, I don't know if you're watching or not, but this is my first time doing a video podcast. I think I'm going to do them every episode now. I don't know. I heard like some people tell me that they would listen to my podcast if I did a video. So here we are. Plus, I got a camera for Christmas that I barely use, so I might as well put it to good use. But yeah. So, today's episode is going to be on closure. Um, I actually had, like, two people ask me to do this one. They really wanted me to see... They really wanted to see me do this one. So, this one is for y'all, too. But, um, yeah, I just got off of work. So, um, excuse me if I sound a bit tired or if I... Or, you know, if I sound the part or look the part. But, yeah, um, without further ado, oh, yeah, also, okay, so I have a Instagram, it's at self-therapy, instead of the L, it's the one, I think everybody should go follow it, I post updates and stuff like that on there, and also, I feel like y'all should let me know if, I guess I'll leave, if you listen to me on Spotify, I think I think I'm gonna leave a poll under this episode, Y'all should let me know if y'all like background music or if y'all just like when it's silent and it's just me talking. Because there's some podcasts that have like background music and there's some that it's just the host talking. So y'all just let me know because after all, y'all are the listeners and the supporters. But anyways, without further ado, let's get into the topic. So closure, I, my personal definition would, I personally um, consider closure to be when you're getting confirmation that somebody or something is no longer in your life and you're moving on from that person or thing comfortably knowing that the relationship will not rekindle. That's what I personally think closure is. Everybody, again, has their own definition, just like everybody has their own definition for everything. So my definition might not be the next person's definition, but that's what I think it is. But without further ado, the first topic is receiving closure from a relationship that never happened. So me being gay and all, um, you know, I've had quite a few delusional situationships where, um, and when I say that, I mean the situationship was all one-sided and the person didn't even know I existed. But, but. I still had to, like, get over them in a sense because I had made myself um, think that they had madly fallen in love with me. And the only kind of attention they gave me was a glance in the hallway on their way to lunch. And, yeah. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I think that I had... Uh, well, everybody has a right to their own feelings and thoughts and delusions and all that other stuff. But I don't know. I was just, I had to be delusional to get myself through, I would say, all of high school because um, it was bad in terms of romance and dating life. So, yeah. But I would say in order to receive closure from a relationship that would that never happened, the first step you have to do is allow yourself to know and understand that the relationship never happened in the first place. Therefore, 
I know it's rough to think about and it's like you're breaking your delusion and all this, that, and the third. But in or- when you allow yourself to realize that the relationship never happened, therefore there were no real feelings involved in the first place, I feel like that's the first step to, you know, you know, dialing back the delusions and getting real with yourself for a second and realizing that there were no true feelings there because I feel like yes, relationships can be one-sided and somebody can love the other person, but you don't even know this person. So whatever idea that you had with that per- of that person in your head, whatever idea of a relationship that you had with that person in your head, the relationship wasn't even real and you were kind of making that person to be somebody that they weren't because you don't really know that person. Therefore, I do believe that, you know, you just got to let it go. I feel like it's a lot easier said than done coming from somebody who's had to do it multiple times because like I said delusions were running rampant in my mind through all of high school and most of middle school but I think that it is um essential to get rid of that delusion and snap back to reality for a second to allow yourself to know that you know the relationship never happened Once you allow yourself to realize that the relationship never happened, I feel like you also have to, I don't want to say stop seeing the person, but I want to say stop seeing the person on the pedestal that you put them on. Because for me personally, when I would develop situationship, crushes, whatever, whatever, I, I would be like, oh, he's this and he's that and he would never do this and he's always da 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 I feel like you kind of have to be like because even I would literally see the the guy do the stuff that I said that he wouldn't do and I'd be like no that's not him like he would never do that again like that was a one-time slip up I feel like the second step you have to do is like tell yourself okay like I feel like because even this is real with even like real relationships when you really, really like a person, you will. It's not even a mic because I hate people that are like, I don't do that. I just see right through them. Da, da, da. No. When you like somebody, you're going to ignore red flags. You're going to ignore orange flags. You're going to ignore yellow flags. You're going to ignore the bad signs that the person is a bad person or does bad things. Because well, nobody's a bad person necessarily. But people do bad things. So you're going to ignore the things that the person have done that is bad because you like them so much and you want to see yourself with them. So I feel like step two is like, okay, well, maybe he was homophobic. Maybe he was racist. Maybe he was misogynistic. And I was just, you know, blurring that stuff out of my mind so I could imagine us together. That's step two. You got you to gotta get rid of that. And I feel like once those two steps are over, over I feel like you should really be coming out of the delusional sh- ship, the situation, the delusional situation ship. But I feel like the third thing, which always had to happen for me because I would be really down bad in the relationships, in the relationships, I think that... Step three, you have to kind of give yourself in this person room. And again, you've never talked to this person before. You've ne- The person has never acknowledged you before. But, you know, if you pass each other in the hallway and you stare at them and you start having daydreams, whatever, whatever, I feel like you just need to, you need to take a step back and... Think about other things. Think about what you're having for dinner. Think, ooh. Think about what you're having for dinner. Think about, um... The 
I don't know. Your what your outfit is going to be tomorrow. Think about other stuff. Um, try to distract your brain from thinking about this person and you know all the other stuff. Or I don't recommend this, but you know what they say: in order to get from under one man, you got to get under the other. But in the sense of your psycho psychological mind, you got to start thinking about somebody else. But don't do that if you're trying to get over somebody and then not just not be with anybody. Period. Um, yeah, basically that's, that's how to get over a relationship that never happened. Um, that's, that advice is for very few because a lot of people are bold. I'm, I'm realizing that now I'm just not bold. Like I've never, I've never been able to ump up the courage to ask anybody out anywhere. Not that I have a fear of rejection, even though I do, but I don't, I don't know what it is, but yeah. And breaking the no contact rule after separating from a relationship is another big no-no for closure. And I I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Um, the one and a half situationships I've had. Um, don't ask about the half. But breaking the no contact rule is it's hard because this is somebody that you cared for at one point that you that you thought about 24/7 at one point this is the person that you would do almost anything for at one point so from y'all, for y'all to go from not from talking every day or talking about or having long conversations and stuff like that to not talking at all can be very hard, especially when it happens drastically. Like y'all just have an argument one day, and you're and, you, and both of you decide you're done with each other, or you know things of that circumstance. But I think that breaking the no contact rule is just a big no no. Like it should never happen. But, but, and I say but because me personally, so okay. So let me give you the scenario that I'm in that I think would be applicable for you to break the no contact rule. Because I know I just told you never do it. But I feel like there are very few circumstances where the 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 no contact rule can be broken. So the half of the situation that I did have, we ended up on a really bad note. And he thinks that I'm currently mad at him even though it happened a long time ago and when i say a long time ago i mean like the beginning of this year but to be fair it's already june which is the sixth month which is means we're already halfway through the year but he thinks i'm so mad at him because of something that he did which at the time i really was mad at him but i'm not really mad at him anymore because i don't like to hold grudges because life is short and we shouldn't always be upset with everything and everybody all the time because people make mistakes and they're all humans but I feel like that would be plausible for me to break the no contact rule because of the fact that I don't like people to think that I'm mad at them. And I know you're like, why do you care? Da, 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 da. Because I don't want people, and I know you shouldn't care about what people think, but I don't personally like when people think that I'm a bad person or that I or that I am easily upset or stuff like that because I'm not. Like, I'm very rarely upset by anybody outside of the people with my last name. So I'm not upset about what happened anymore because, you know, you live, you love, you laugh, you learn. But I don't want 
him to think that I'm still holding a grudge against him, which is why I think, which I haven't broken the con- no contact rule. I might not shoot. I don't know. But I don't, you know, I don't want him to think that I'm mad at him because I'm not. But I also don't want him to be upset with me because he thinks I'm mad at him for no reason. It's the whole thing. That's the one, that's like one of the few situations where I'm like, okay, you can break the no contact rule because I'm not reaching, because the thing with the no contact rule, most of the time when it's broken, people break the no contact rule in order to reach out to their ex-situationship or their ex-relationship or whatever and to get back in contact with them, to continually contact them and reform a relationship that they know is not going to work out again. You're wasting your time, you're wasting your effort, and I don't know, because life is short, and I feel like you should not be going to the same person over and over and over again, knowing that they're going to make the same mistake every single time. Like, have you not learned your lesson yet? And my friends piss me off so bad, because most of them do the BS, and I'm like, and they're like, help, I need advice, what should I do? Girl, you went back to him three times. What do you want me to say? I'm about to just tell you to go back with them. Shoot, because y'all belong together if y'all gonna do if y'all gonna be off and on every single week. Like <sighs> that stuff just pisses me off. So please don't um break the no contact break the no contact rule in thoughts of getting back together with your ex. Because ten times out of ten, well, nine point nine times out of ten, it doesn't work. I've seen probably like one time where it does work, and I'm like, well, good for you, girl. But most of the time, it doesn't work at all. So, yeah, don't don't break the no contact rule if you have plans of getting back in a relationship with said person. And moving on, because that just got serious. Taking time to reflect on the true nature of the relationship. This kind of goes back to what I was saying when I was like, you're wearing rose-colored glasses when you're with a person that you really, really like because they'll do something really, really senile and just downright ugly. And you'll ignore it because you like the person. You're in love with the person or whatever. So I think in order to, you know... I feel like you need to, in order to really realize the true nature of the rela- nature of the relationship, you need to take a step back from said person or people and really understand why things went down the way things went down. And I've found myself having to do this in a couple of ex-friendships because I'm like, did I overreact or was this genuinely a problem and I just realized this late in the relationship? Or, excuse me, the friendship. Which relationship is a friendship and a friendship is a relationship? Yada, yada, yada. But whatever. And I, I came to the realization, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not overreacting because this has been a, it's been a repeating factor in my feelings towards this friendship that's been going on for years and I'm like why would I you know I I think that at a certain point it's it's out of your hands what you can handle and what you can't handle and when I say that I mean you can only put up with so much so when at a certain point when you're when your mind is like kind of taking over and it's like girl I can't keep living like this like this person is like not contributing anything to you and your growth and and your person as being like you're like you don't find being with them 
fun at all or entertaining or inform informal or like literally anything I feel like your brain can only take so much to where it's like you're literally exhausted every time you get around this person because you don't get anything from them. And I'm not saying that you should have relationships with everybody to receive something from somebody. But I'm saying I don't think you should hang around people if you're not getting any kind of value from that person. Whether if it be comedic, whether if you be getting information from somebody, whether you just love spending time with this person, whether they're helping you grow as a person, you know, stuff like that. So when you're with somebody and you're and you're just drained because you just feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm giving this relationship, you know, 110% and this person's not giving anything at all, I think there's certain times when you just have to disconnect from said person. So what I said. So yeah, taking time to reflect on the true nature of the relationship can be stuff like that. It can also be stuff like, realizing that maybe the relationship wasn't, you know, because you have friends and you're like, oh, we're going to be best friends forever. We're going to be this. We're going to be that. Like, we're going to be long term, like until we die, ride or dies, whatever. I feel like sometimes take a look on each other's past and just really understand that, you know, maybe we aren't supposed to be together forever, because our our paths don't align. And this can go for friendships and this can also go, also go for relationships. You see it way more often in, in like romantic relationships when you do platonic. But let me tell you why this wouldn't be able to work for a platonic friendship. And this is about to be like really, really stereotypical, but bear with me. So, like, maybe you want to be a police officer when you grow up and your friend wants to be a scammer. The two crossroads. And y'all just happen to live in the same city. It's like your best friend knows that you're a scammer, but they also also have to raise a family. But you also have a family that you're trying to provide for. So, your best friend could know that you're a scammer, but then when you get caught and they find out that that's your best friend, they could get fired from their job and blacklist is off the government, you know, jobs. So now they're out of a job and they can't provide for their family. Their family's going homeless and bankrupt and all that other stuff. And you're making money. So are you going to provide for your friend? No, because you also have to make money for your family as well. So it's kind of like if you're passed on the line, then you can't always be friends. You kind of have to let each other go. Now, when I say you have to let each other go, I don't mean that you have to start hating each other and resenting each other and all this other stuff. Like, I feel like every single time I see a relationship in, the per- one person is always not liking the other, having um, animosity towards the other person. And I feel like you, I feel like we should let go of the of the thought that every single time we break up with somebody, whether it be romantic or platonic. That we have to have animosity and we have to have prejudice towards this person just because the relationship ended. That's not always the truth. You can not be friends with somebody or no longer be in a relationship with somebody and still be, I wouldn't say friends, you can be acquaintances though. Like you can keep it cute, casual, and cordial with the person whenever you see them or wherever, you know, y'all are online in the same space together without having to tear at each other all the time. I think that's totally understandable, and I think that it should be a lot more common than it is right now, which is why I'm saying when you end relationships, I don't think you should end them off in a bad note. I think that you should, you know, 
reflect, take time to understand why the person did the things that they did. And you know, you, you all can both move on once you have the conversation in acknowledgement of why the relationship ended in the first place. But hey, but moving on, because I'm pretty sure I just want another topic, but hey. What to do when the other party cannot provide you with closure? Okay, so I think that I, because I've had friendships that have ended with somebody in a very irrational way. And I was not able to fully get closure from the person because they didn't want to have any more conversations with me. So I think in in order to get closure, even when you can't, you know, get closure from the person, I feel like the best thing you can do is truly reflect on the situation, reflect on who they are as a person, reflect who you are as a person and all the parties involved. And you need to reflect on the situation at hand that happened. And I think you need to, you know, let yourself breathe and know and understand that everything, unless it is your fault, then um, you are the problem and you do need to do some serious growth. But know that you're not the problem and that you can only do so much. So allowing yourself to breathe and understand that every single little thing you can't control, I feel like that's the best way to provide yourself with closure because it's like... Like, for instance, if y'all break up because he cheated on you, most of the time, men don't cheat, or women don't cheat on men, men don't cheat on women, blase, 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 because of their significant other, even if they want to claim it's because of the significant other, it's because of internal drive. So I think the best you can do for yourself is let yourself know that that was not, that was not your doing, that was not your fault and you shouldn't blame yourself. I feel like if anything, your partner should do some, you know, some some help. They they need to get some help. And they need to, you know, reflect and do all those kinds of things. Cause I don't I don't you we all know I don't like cheating. But yeah, and I think that we just, you know, I I really think that when the other party cannot provide closure, that does not mean closure is impossible. I just think that means closure is harder to reach because you're not getting confirmation from the other party that they are also feeling the same way that you're feeling. But that's okay because who cares what they're feeling? As long as how you're feeling is not messing up your, you know, experience with life, basically. Don't hold negative feelings toward the other party post-breakup. Okay, so I was talking about this earlier with the whole entire, um, you know, what was I I saying? Oh, yeah, I was saying this earlier with the whole animosity thing. And I'm thinking, like, when I say don't hold animosity towards the other person post-breakup, every person has a right to feel how they're going to feel with however somebody did them. So I'm not saying that you aren't allowed to feel 
like the other person is absolute and complete dog poop. But what I'm saying is don't hold a grudge long term that will affect how you make relationships with people who remind you of them or them of you. I'm sorry. Or however that goes. I don't even know how that goes. But don't allow yourself to hold grudges with people and they affect the way that you see the world. And when I say that, I mean, let's say, for instance, I have a friend who likes Minecraft, but she gaslighted me into believing that I um, was ugly and that nobody would ever love me. And then I end the relationship with her and I have a long-term and um, a long-term beef with her, I guess you could say. And she, and every time I see somebody who looks like her or somebody who says they like to play Minecraft or somebody that dresses like her, I'm like, oh my gosh, I automatically don't want to be friends with you because you reminded me of my friend. I think that that's not the way to go about life. I think that when you are not friends with this person anymore, that you should take time to reflect and understand and know that that everybody is unique in their own specific and special way. And what one person did to you, the other person that could have the same exact make and model as that person is not going to do the same to you. So letting yourself understand and know that Everybody is unique and different, and there could be 50,000 people who hurt you in the fifty the 50,001th, or something like that. I don't know how you say that. Hopefully, that's how you say that, girl. I wasn't that good in grammar, y'all. Please ignore me. But the 50,001th, I don't even know why I said that again. Like, I'm just in the wrong, loud and wrong, girl, loud and wrong. But they could be the best person you've ever met, and you want to spend the rest of your life with them. It's just a matter of trial and error. And I feel like that's all the human experience is, is trial and error. J- error. Not error, babe. Not not error. Lord have mercy. It's, the whole entire human experience is trial and error. It's making friends and not being friends and making, you know, romantic relationships and falling out of those and meeting new people. I'm sorry, that was rude. My camera just stopped working all of a sudden. I forgot where I was at. Oh my gosh, I'm so irritated. But that's just life. So I think that, you know, in order to really understand and enjoy why relationships happen in the first place, I think that it's okay to hold grudges against people. But don't hold them for too long. And that is all. And I'm moving on because my camera's pissing me off bad. So the next one is about being stubborn. There will be regret in the way that some things were handled in the heat of the situation. And that's okay. And I feel like you should let the other party know this. I feel like the key in all of this is letting the other party of 
whatever situation that you have going on where you're needing closure, I feel like when you finally have this closure talk, whether if it's six years from the time of the situation or whether if it's six days from the time of the situation, I think it's okay to let the other party know. And I feel like it's actually imperiled that you let the other party know. What does imperil mean? Hold on. Before I'm using no more word on this here podcast. Imperative. I meant imperative, y'all. I'm sorry. I think it's imperative that you let the other party know that you understand and you've come to the conclusion and the realization that, yes, as much as they were in the wrong or as much as you were in the wrong, I think it would actually be better to say that as much as they were in the wrong, you were also in the wrong. Because that's just a part of the growth journey and that's part of getting closure knowing that you were also a contributing factor to the reason why the relationship is no longer a relationship so i feel like it's okay to let people to let the you know the other party know that there were some things that were handled and they shouldn't have been handled that way and i understand and i have reflected and i deeply apologize and you know things of that matter because a news flash, we're not perfect and and we do mess up sometimes. So when I say sometimes, I'm speaking from personal experience for me all the time. But I think the best thing you can do is let the other person know that you understand that, you know, we're all human and we make mistakes. And that's the best thing you can do. This next one is going to um, get some of y'all bad. But choosing whether or not you should continue to be friends after a romantic breakup. Now, this goes... This is an interesting kind of concept. And it's different for every single relationship. Some relationships, I say... Y'all should never conversate ever again as long as you both walk God's green earth. And other relationships, I'm like, y'all were connected more on a friend level, you know, like more on like a platonic level than y'all were a romantic level. So I think y'all really should consider to seek being friends rather than partners. But there are some things there are some relationships that are in between and let me give you an example of all three of them so i think relationships that you know should continue to be friends are the relationships that are like they're they do stuff that's outside of normal couple activities like romantic activities like when I say romantic activities, I mean like going on dates and going to see each other's parents and going to, you know, do grown people stuff, basically. Or like going out to eat and then going to watch a movie and then, you know, going to somebody's house or whatever. That's like kind of romantic stuff. When I say y'all go do stuff as friends, I mean like y'all just want to go shop. Y'all want to go thrifting and then y'all want to go check out like the new, I don't know, the newest restaurant in town. But it's not a date night because y'all are just, you know, going in jeans and in leggings and stuff like that. Well, I mean, that could be considered a date night, whatever you want it to be, you know. But if the shoe fits weird, that's basically what I'm saying. But... You know, and then after that, you might want to go to Walmart and then y'all might, you know, stuff you do with your romantic 
interest that is more stuff that you would do with a friend. I think those people could really continue to be friends or people who or romantic relationships where the people, the per the words romantic relationships where the people who are involved in a relationship connect on more of a level of hobbies and abilities and talents and things of that matter. Like let's say the people who are in the relationship happen to both be artists or happen to both be actors and stuff like that. I think that it's I think that it's good for them actually to continue to be friends even after the the romantic relationship is broken because of the fact that they can bounce off of each other because they've already, you know, they've already shared so many ideas with each other. So it's kind of like they bounce off each other's ideas and stuff like that. And they get to, you know, they already know each other on such a deep level. So it's kind of like they can kind of be themselves around each other more than they could their friends maybe because also, you know, you know how, you know what people who are in love do. So it's kind of like that kind of aspect. And moving on to the people who should not ever be in contact with each other or even think about each other ever again. I'm talking about toxic relationships, A, and I'm talking about relationships where y'all just never belong together and I'm trying to figure out how the heck the relationship even happened in the first place. Toxic relationships, they speak for themselves, really. I really don't think that people who are in toxic relationships where you're significant other was abusive, whether that be physical, verbal, um, mental, any of that kind of stuff. I don't think you should be in a relationship with that person in any way, shape, or form. A, because they're just not a good person, period. And B, because of the fact that you are... You kind of let yourself think. I feel like a lot of people let themselves think that after a while, after you break up, that there's not going to be anybody for you. Nobody else is going to want you. So a lot of people always feel like they need to go back to what they know. And that's a lie. You just need to wait. There's somebody out there for you. You just have to wait and give it time and, and know that if it's meant to be, it'll happen. But going back to the same person over and over and over again is not... Good, especially when it was a toxic relationship. So a lot of people in toxic relationships end up back together because most of the time, I no, nobody wants to hear it, but most of the time when it's a toxic relationship, both of the partners are toxic, not just one. Both of them are. Because I promise you, the person who's healthy when it comes to you know romantic relationships is not going to stay with somebody when they know they could get better somewhere else. So they're going to stay with that person and they're going to, you know, kind of nurture their their ego in a sense and, you know, kind of reinforce their, kind of reinforce their, what's the word I'm looking for? Actions. They're going to... They're not going to say anything when their partner hits them or says something about their weight or says something about their family or, you know, criticizes them on the littlest things like how they dress or how they cook. They're not going to say anything. They're just going to continue to let them part- to let their partner do this, which in turn makes their partner not think that it's a problem and that anybody's going to take this. Which is why toxic relationships last for so long. Because they're like, everybody does this. So I might as well just put up with what I have because it could be worse. 
babe, as much as it could be worse, there is a better possibility that could also be better. Because I promise you, everybody ain't out here getting beat like a slave back in the 1800s. Like, we have to really take a second and really, you know, start to understand that it's not all bad. Like, you deserve better. If you think, if if nobody else thinks that you deserve better, somebody out there thinks that you deserve better and you should go seeking for that. Even if you never find it, it's better than not than having to put up with somebody who doesn't truly love you because i promise you if you're in a toxic and abusive relationship that person doesn't love you if anything they lust after you which is basically a sexual somebody who has like a deep sexual desire for somebody but they don't love you so yeah and yeah kind of truth with that one a bit i don't know but um what what was i saying i forgot the i forgot the topic of this conversation even Oh, yeah. Back to what I was saying. And then that's the bad relationship. And I don't think those people should be friends at all. But the people who are, like, in the middle, this is, like, average relationship. Like, you can do stuff as friends, but most of the time y'all are on date nights. And the relationship can be a bit overwhelming at times. And the partner can be a bit on the tighter side. But for the most part, they know how to keep it together and keep to themselves. And I say to this, there's, there's, it depends on the person. So there's people who know their limit and know when they're like, okay, I need to stop talking to this person because it's bad for my mental health. To those people, I say, if you really think that you need to be friends with this person after y'all break up, then go for it. But if not, then don't. Now, for the people who have no self-control and don't know when the heck to be like, yeah, um, sorry, we can't continue conversating because this is hurting hurting me. Y'all don't need to be friends with those people. Y'all don't. Y'all simply just don't because you you won't know when to tell the other person to stop. You can't stand up for yourself. You can't speak up for yourself. So when this other person's, you know, mentally deteriorating you and telling you that you'll never find somebody else and that you're nothing without them and all this other stuff, you don't have the willpower to tell them that, yes, I am, and I know my worth and all this other stuff. So you kind of are, you know, just being beat up by this person. Or maybe they're not telling you that. And maybe they're flaunting their new significant other in your face. And you're getting jealous and you're getting upset and you're getting, you know, kind of depressed. That's another thing. You gotta, you can't be friends with that person, especially if you know that you're going to end up upset when they end up with a new significant other. Which is why a lot of the times this doesn't work. Because people cannot get closure when they know that their significant other is out there thriving with a new person and you can't seem to find a new person. Maybe it was their time and it wasn't your time. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. And I'm not saying that you should prey on somebody else's downfall or like be like, well, mine is better than yours. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think you should ever compare yourself with anybody because you're you're unique and you're your own person. But maybe they just rush to get in a relationship with anybody and that person isn't even really all that in the bag of chips. And, you know, they could end up in a in a way worse relationship than what they were in just so that they could be like, it, it could basically be a get back. Who knows? But yeah. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Or whatever Miss Alana's grandmother said. But moving on. Do not... 
do not, and I've learned this the hard way, ask questions you do not want the answer to. Some of these questions, including, are you in a new relationship? Have you been sexually active? Do you have new friends? So on and so forth. Don't ask those on questions knowing that you're going to go home and cry about it later. Why would you do that? And coming from somebody who's dumb enough to do that, don't. Because I, it's just, it's like as far as you think you are in the growth process, as far as you think you are in letting the person go and becoming your own person and finding new people and all this other stuff, as far as you think you are, the moment you hear this person talking about how they found a new person, how they're in love or how they've met new friends that they really like and they really connect and all this other stuff, especially when you hear this person talking about stuff that they do with this other friend that you wanted them to do with you, or, 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 oh my gosh, when you hear this person talking about stuff that they fixed on and they've built up from your last relationship, like let's say y'all ended your relationship because y'all are always lying and you're like, well, I learned from you and now I'm always telling the truth, blah, 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 blah. When you hear that kind of stuff, no matter how far you think you are, it drops. Like your growth process, it just drops completely. Coming from personal experience, like, I'll be completely fine and not the person that haven't thought about them for months. And I see them and I'm like, oh my gosh, how have you been? And then they're like, oh, I have new friends. And And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's like, I could have new friends too that I love and I enjoy spending time with. But it's like, oh my gosh, like, wow. Like, why weren't, it's kind of like a question that you have when you see them. It's like, why weren't you this person when I needed you to be like this? But everything happens for a reason, and maybe you were the person that helped them grow to be the person that they are right now. Well, you are the person that helped them grow to be the person that they are right now, which is the reason why, you know, they can be friends with these people because they learn from you, and they've learned their mistakes, and they've changed who they are. So it's like, it's it's good for them, but it's like, don't ask them that kind of, those kinds of questions because it will not end up good for you. Point blank period. That was pretty straightforward and to the point because, yeah. Ask yourself if you genuinely benefited from the relationship. Now, this kind of scales back to what I was talking about when I was saying asking, like, taking time to reflect on the relationship. Ask yourself if you genuinely found relief and comfort in this said person or people. Because... I really truly think that if you're not, life is short and I feel like you should be very selfish with your time. I'm not going to apologize for that. So I think that if you do not spend your time with the right person or people and you're not really getting any sort of benefit from that person, whether if it be comedic value, entertainment value, um, information value, if it be You know, just because you enjoy that the vibe that they give off. Just simple stuff like that. I feel like if they don't um, benefit you in any way, shape, or form, then you really shouldn't, you know, be hanging out with them. And I also feel like that, that should give you a lot more, you know, it should give you a lot more thought-provoking 
incentive to let you know that was this person really all that much to be wanting to be going through all of this for? Or, you know, did or were they just a episode filler? Because you know how people are saying they're main characters and everybody else is like a side character and all that other stuff. Were they just like a filler episode in my long life? Or were they a main character and they just didn't really do what they needed to do? So to that, I say, because you could look at it like that. But to that, I say, everybody isn't always meant to be in your life forever. And I feel like the sooner you realize that, the better. And also the sooner you realize that, the more easier closure is going to be for you. And I also saw this TikTok the other day, or multiple TikToks actually, where it was like, when you... When you date someone, the closer... Babes, that's not how the quote goes. When you date someone... or Well, specifically, I feel like it, it can go for both, but it's more of so for dating. When you date someone and y'all break up, think about it, you're one step closer to finding your soulmate. Now, that doesn't mean go out and date all 8 billion people that walk the earth. But I'm saying... That just because this relationship failed doesn't mean the next one is going to. But it also doesn't mean that the next relationship is going to work. You could need a lot more growth than you think. Therefore, causing you to go through a lot of relationships that you can learn about not only other people, but also yourself. So, yeah. The next thing is being able to accept constructive criticism from the other party. Now, this also kind of goes back to, you know, acknowledging that you were in the wrong. But accepting constructive criticism from the person and allowing them to be like, you know what? Here's what I think that you did that could have been better. I feel like that helps you better yourself as a person so much. Getting this feedback from this other person who's saying, okay, because, you know, each and every individual is exactly that, an individual. They have their own experiences with life. They have their own friends, their own family, their own relationships. So they know what they like and what they don't like and what works and what doesn't work. So I feel like when you take their constructive criticism on what they, you know, think that you could work on on yourself and you think that it's genuine and that it will help you with your um, prior relationship, prior, with your next relationships and with your, you know, with your growth as a person in general, I think that taking, you know, Taking that constructive criticism is can is not all that bad most of the time. Like, for instance, let's say that you're not emotionally available, me. And you need to open up because that's why a lot of your friendships end. Your friend could be like, okay, well, yes, you said da-da-da-da about me. But I also think that you should open up about your feelings more because most of the time I didn't feel connected with you as deeply as you felt connected with me because I would open up to you and you would not open up to me. And therefore, we could not see eye to eye a lot of the times because I know how, you know how I felt, but I didn't really know how you felt because you always kept it bottled up. So, you know, taking that information and being like, okay, well, they're not lying and they've obviously had other friendships because this sounds like it's coming from a place of experience. So taking that information and really just digesting it and allowing yourself to, you know, 
be like, maybe I do need to do this. Now, I'm not saying that you need to change overnight because change is like a gradual thing for everybody. But allowing yourself little by little to just be like, okay, like, come on. Like, we can't stay the same forever. Like, because if you stay the same forever and you don't change, you don't take constructive criticism from any of your friendships, then every single friendship is going to not work out. And it's going to be the same thing every time. And it gets so tiring coming from personal experience as well. Because at one point in my time, I was stubborn and I wasn't know-it-all. And I was, you know, thinking I was smart. And I was like, I I know it all and I'm not going to change for anybody. And I'm going to be myself and and da 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 And now I'm like, okay, maybe I am emotionally cut off. And maybe I um, am a little mean sometimes. And maybe I can be you know a little bit too much at times but i will you know change will it be overnight no will it be in a month probably not will it be in six months maybe who knows yeah most likely because i can change at a decent rate nowadays but i said change like i do like i have a system update like an iphone not like that but you know what i mean So just be open to constructive criticism, be open to change, and being open to self-reflection and just realizing who you are as a person and what you could change in order to 